Listen to Pastor Franz for the unadulterated word of God. Rightly dividing the word of truth, unraveling mysteries, and preaching Jesus Christ as God Almighty. Today's message. I am speaking on the error of presumptuous teaching. The error of presumptuous teaching. Praise the Lord. That's big grammar, right? Presumptuous is taken from the word presume. You understand? So presume, what is the meaning of presume? You need to know the meaning before you understand what I'm teaching, right? I brought a dictionary meaning, and then I'll give you my meaning to make it simple. The dictionary said the art of supposing that something is true, although it has not yet been proved or not certain, presume. The art of supposing that something is true, although it has not yet been proved or is not certain. Presume. You understand? But I broke it down to make it easier. And it said, uncertain information being presented as truth. Uncertain information being presented as truth. It's what is called presume. And you know, Unfortunately, this is what is happening around us because we believe that oh, for God, you can't understand him truly. God, nobody can understand God. Nobody can understand God. So the pastors justify presumption. And we preach with presumption because you cannot understand God fully. You understand? But if you cannot understand God fully, then there shouldn't be Bible. Now, the Bible says the secret things belong to God and the things which are revealed. Deuteronomy 29, 29 or so. The things which are revealed are for us. So, God reveals things for us. And that is why he gave us the Bible. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong unto us, to our children forever, that we may do all the words of the Lord. So, for us to take right steps, he gave us Bible and revealed them to us. There are a lot of things God knows that is not in the Bible, but that is for him. That is why he is God. If we know what he knows, he is not our God anymore. There are things God knows, but the things he's written are for us. And therefore, I can understand God by the things that are written. And therefore, I will not go beyond the things that are written. Is somebody hearing me? I'm delving there again, even though I want to go straight to the topic. But I'm delving there again because if you look at Bible, in the book of Proverbs chapter 30 verse 6, the Bible says something that is very important. It said, Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Which means, the word I gave you, stay with it. You are no wiser than me. The word I allowed in the Bible... That is what I have given you. Don't go beyond it. Stay with it. It's enough for you to draw teachings from. Am I saying something at all? In the book of Isaiah chapter 34, verse 16, it says, Seek ye of the book of the Lord and read. No one of these shall fail. None shall want her mate. For my mouth it had commanded, and his spirit is as guarded then. So the word of God is guarded by the spirit of God. He says, Stay with it. Stay with it. Praise the Lord. If not, you become a liar before God. 
in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 14, the Bible says, I know that whatsoever God doeth, what will it be? It shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it, that men should fear before him. So, why did God write so that you stay with it? That is a proof of your fear of God. Did I say something? So, presumption makes people to go with uncertain information. Information they are not sure of. And a lot of messages we see on the social media and even some churches are presumptuous messages. Let me tell you this. Ignorance is bad. Am I saying something? Ignorance means you don't know. If you don't know, it's bad. But the worst of ignorance is when you know part and concluded that it is all. You get the point? That is the worst of ignorance. That is deadly. So those who get part of what God is saying and presume what it meant when they don't have the whole picture, they are sinning big time. Presumption is a sin. Because a lot of pastors are teaching presumptions and they are making people to take wrong steps. I'm sorry to use this word, a lot of pastors. I'm a pastor as well. And I'm not here to write down any pastor. Not at all. But I am here to save the children of God. To put the children of God where they cannot be deceived. And where you cannot be deceived is to stay with the word. Everything that is not certain, that the word didn't say, is coming out of presumption. And it is a sin. In the book of Psalm chapter 19, in verse 13, David said, Hallelujah. Keep back thy servant also from what? Presumptuous sins. So presumption is a sin. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. I will be innocent. I will be upright if I don't deal with presumption. Did I say something? I'll be innocent. I'll be upright if I don't deal with uncertain information. If I must speak, it must be what I am certain about. And what I am certain about is what is written in black and white that I have understood. But when it is not written, how do you understand it? Am I saying something at all? Praise the Lord. Now, you see, let me make it a bit clear. I don't have the time, and that is why I'm trying to be fast and jumping, you know. But there are certain things you see in scriptures that you should sit back and watch and say, hey, I have to be careful. Do you know, by studying scriptures, you'll find out why Moses didn't go to the promised land? It is out of presumption. It is out of what? Presumption. And I will show you in a jiffy. So presumption is a sin God does. Because you see, Moses is a leader. If Moses goes with presumption, presumption will become the order of the day. And presumption is a sin. Uncertainty. If you didn't hear what the man said, it started when he, 
he started saying something and then suddenly he stopped. And then you conclude that he knew what he said. No, you may be misrepresenting him. And a lot of people have suffered that kind of thing. Did he really say it? Oh, you know, he was saying something that looked very much like what I'm saying. Let's dwell on Moses. And I will show you clearly what happened to Moses. Exodus chapter 17, verse 5 to 6. Praise the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people. Please, are you following me? Go with me as we go into this. And take with thee of the elders of Israel and thy rod. Somebody say thy rod. Wherewith thou smotest the river, take in thy hand and go. The rod which you used to smite the river, a miracle happened. Take that rod and go with the elders. Verse 6. Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Oreb and thou shalt smite the rock. The rod you to smite the water. You are now bringing it along and you use the rod to smite the rock and what will happen? And there shall come water out of it that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. So Moses, Moses come. They are complaining of water. Take your rod. You remember the rod that you used to smite the river and it parted? Now take it and let's come. And then, say, I'm taking you to Horeb. When I get there, you see the rock in Horeb, just go and smite it. And water will come. And so Moses had that in mind and went, bam, and then water came. And then they drank. But after a while, the children of Israel were playing the truancy again and then they started complaining, Moses, and then why did you take us from Israel? And why did you take us from Egypt? And blah, 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 blah. So Moses was angry. And Moses went to God again. Numbers chapter 20. We start reading from verse 7. Hallelujah. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take the rod. Did you hear it? What do you take? The rod. Like the first time. And gather thou the assembled together, like take the elders, thou and Aaron, thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock before their eyes, and he shall give forth his water, and thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock, so thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts drink. Keep going. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock and said unto them, Hear now, ye rebels. Moses was already angry. Must we fetch water? So he wasn't guarding his words. Must we fetch water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand. And with his rod, he smote the rock. Bam, bam, twice. Was it the instruction? And the water came out, all right? God didn't disappoint him. God could have disappointed him, but he didn't. Water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and the abyss also. Verse 12. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, because ye believe me not, to sanctify me in the eyes of of the children of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring this congregation unto the land which I have given you. You get the picture? The first time, he said, take the rod. We'll be using to smite. Eh? 
to smite the river. And then this time you are going to smite the rock, water will come. But the second time, the formula changed. But Moses presumed is still the same. You get the point? The formula changed. So when God was speaking, Moses said, oh God, hold your peace. I know what you are going to say. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. I can tell you, I have to some lawyers, and I can tell you, lawyers have that kind of attitude. When you are telling them your story, they, they will shout you say, oh, don't worry, don't worry. Don't. They have in mind what they want to say for you. <laughs> you understand that? So Moses became God's lawyer. Hey, God, take it easy. I know what to say. I know what to say. So when he was going, he was foaming, you rebels, and, 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 and you do want that to react, pam, pam. God said, ha. Ah. He said, Moses said, but God, you know the last time you told me to knock the thing, he said, eh, that was last time. What about now? I could have disgraced you by not bringing water. But I don't want to disgrace you before then. But you have disgraced me. You will not enter the land. Presumption. Did you get it? Presumption. So please be sure of what you are saying. Be sure of what you are reading in the word. Be very, very sure. Go by it. God does not like presumption. Presumption is a sin. David said, deliver me from presumptuous sin. It's a sin. Let me give you a picture. The other day I gave a humorous picture of presumption. There was a time a teacher was teaching some pupils and one of the pupils stood up and then said, please teacher, can I go out? And the teacher, he was teaching them English. And the teacher said, yes, you can go out, but you didn't say it politely. You should have said, please teacher, may I go out? And then he said, oh, thank you, teacher, and thank you. But we know what happened, actually. Incidentally, that month that this thing happened was May. So, one of the students thought he's smart. He understood what the teacher is saying. So, he was waiting to surprise the teacher. So, when it was in the month of June, he came out. And he said, please, teacher, good morning. The teacher returned him good morning. He said, June, I go out. <laughs> June, I go out. The teacher was lost. He said, what do you mean? He said, because last month, you taught us, may I go out? So what has happened? He has presumed. <laughs> he has presumed. But he was in an error. But you see, there was confidence in his error. He was very confident that he, I'm going to surprise teacher today. Teacher will make them to clap for me. He understood it very well. I'm going to surprise him. So he came with confidence, greeted him. Let me surprise you today. Teacher, do not go out. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. That is what presumption can make you do. You do wrong things thinking you are doing the right thing, and you'll be so confident. Now, if the teacher didn't correct him, he will stand with his pupil friends outside and he will convince all of them that he should be Juna go out oh, this month. Don't say, May I go out? And they will agree because his presumptuous confidence is there. So, if they are going to write us and they have to write, May I go out in December? You know what they will write? In December, I go out. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That is what presumption does. 
And we see these things in the Bible, even with our heroes in scriptures. Presumption. You remember Abraham presumed some time ago he was going to enter a, a town. And Abraham presumed that every other person apart from him is, is not of God. He is the only one God is going with. So he is the only just man, the sinless man, the man that God loves. So everywhere he was going, he was thinking that there is no God in that place. And so he had to tell his wife, look, you know, you are beautiful. When you get there, just tell them that um, you are my sister. So that they won't, because of you, they will kill me. You know, there's no God in that place. And that was what Abraham did. Genesis chapter 20. We take it from verse 1 to 2. And Abraham journeyed from thence toward the south country and dwelt between Kadesh and Shaw and sojourned in Gerah. Verse 2. And Abraham said unto Sarah his wife, She is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerah, sent and took Sarah. You know, it's my sister. If it's your sister, I want to marry her. So you'll be a contile, isn't it? Praise the Lord. Verse 9. Then Abimelech called Abraham when things started showing that he's not a sister. And said unto him, what hast thou done to us? Have I offended thee that thou hast brought on me and on my kingdom a great sin? See, the man was not a sinner. In any way, he's an upright and righteous person by human standard. Because he's talking about sin here. Thou hast done deeds unto me that ought not to be done. Keep going for me unto 11. And Abimelech said unto Abraham, What sowest thou that thou hast done this? What did you see? What was in your mind? And Abraham said, Because I thought. Surely the fear of God is not in this place. And they will slay me for my wife's sake. Presumption. Because of presumption, he would have sold his wife. And to prove that those people are not evil people, they didn't kill him. Because he's done them evil. They could have just killed him. But look at what they did for him. Verse 14 to 15. And Abimelech took sheep and oxen and main servants and women servant, and gave them unto Abraham, and restored him Sarah his wife. 15. And Abimelech said, Behold, my land is before thee. Dwell where it pleased thee. You see? Presumption made uh, Abraham to see them as evil. So even if that incident didn't happen, all along when Abraham is in the land, evil people, evil people, whatever I wanted to do, evil people, evil people. Why? Because presumption. He thinks he's the only one that knows God. Every other person does not know God. Presumption. So the Abraham whose blessings we think are we, he was presumptuous some time ago. Presumption is not right. It's a sin. And God does not like it. That is why Moses did not enter the land. Spiritually forbids uncertainty. God forbids uncertainty. You must be certain to take steps. You don't take uncertain steps when you are not, when you are walking with God. He told Abraham, walk before me and be that what? Perfect. Certain. Be sure of the steps that you are taking. Be sure. In 1 Corinthians 14 verse, verse 8, he said what? For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, 
who shall prepare himself to the battle. Did you hear that? If the trumpet is not giving the certain sound, nobody would step out. Nobody will step out if the trumpet is not giving the sound that is expected, the sound that is certain. If the trumpet said, left, right, go left, go right, will you go? Which one are you talking about? Make it sure. So you see, God's word is yea and amen. Certainty. If it is not clear, ask again. If it is not clear, do what? Ask again. There's a scripture that God said, Son of man, cry. And then he said, what shall I cry? What shall I cry? I should be sure. When God calls you, there are people who have messed up their, their future because they had one dream and they felt because of that dream, God is speaking to them. Be certain. Is somebody hearing me? Because God will not leave you in the dark. He will come again. He will come again. He will come again until you are sure. So when Pharaoh had the first dream, he had a second dream, he had a third dream before he called Joseph. And Joseph interpreted it because what was going to be interpreted will, will mean something for the whole world. Is somebody hearing? So please don't take steps out of uncertainty. By the grace of God, I can be very humble to say that when God called me, he called me for three years. Every year, God spoke to me on a particular thing. June 23rd, 1999, God spoke to me on this thing I'm doing. June 23rd, 2000, God spoke to me concerning this. June 23rd, 2001, can you catch it? Will I doubt it? Accuracy of date, all the same thing, all spectacular revelations. You see, so be sure, be certain. God will wait for you. God is patient. God, anything that is rushing you, you must do it. God is not there. If God is there, He will be patient. He will be. He is the ancient of days. He is not dying today. And if He is working with you, you won't die now until He accomplishes what He wants to accomplish. Abraham was hundred years. You don't die. You will get Isaac. So God is patient because it is His plan. We are running, not our plan. So don't be impatient. Praise the Lord. Don't be what? Impatient. That is what King Saul was, did and he, he suffered. Remember when somewhere told King Saul, wait for me and let me come and slaughter. Right? Wait for me, let me come and slaughter. In First Samuel chapter 13, I think verse 11 to 12 or so. And then Saul slaughtered. And then somewhere came. And then somewhere said, what hast thou done? And Saul said, because I saw that the people were scattered around me, and that thou camest not within the days appointed, and that the Philistines gathered themselves together in Mishmash. 12. Therefore said I, the Philistines will come down now upon me to Gilgal. Said I, I presumed that they will come, and I have not made supplication unto the Lord. I forced myself, therefore, and offered a burnt offering. And somebody told him that you have messed up. You have messed up. Why did he do what he shouldn't do? Presumption. He presumed that this thing somewhere has kept long, and the people will come. Look, let me tell you, if God is the one running the show, no matter how fearful he looks, 
it will not harm you. Evil will not come. Evil will not come. That's why David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. I prophesy upon your life. I don't know what you are going through now, but that thing cannot swallow you. Amen. Whatever thing looks like evil, whatever thing looks like fearful, because God is with you, it will stare at you and you will succeed. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. God is the one going with you. Saul lost his throne because he presumed. You will not presume. You will be sure in the name of Jesus. Many have lost good friends, good opportunities, good jobs because of presumption. Good spouses because of presumption. Good friends. Is somebody hearing? Because it's not everything that is the same as it looks. It's not everything. That's why I said there is a, a saying that not all that glitters is gold. That you think it's the best. If you, if you take your time and are patient, you soon realize that I would have taken a step that I will regret. There are people that are sent to help you that you have hated. And you thought you were right. A presumption. Is somebody hearing me? Presumption is a sin. Somebody say, I am delivered from presumptuous sin in the name of Jesus. God hates it so much. Exodus chapter 21, verse 14. God hates it. But if a man come presumptuously upon his neighbor to slay him with guile, thou shalt take him from my altar and he shall die. So when out of presumption you hate someone, you make yourself an enemy of God. He said, take him away from my altar. If out of presumption, he did something terrible to someone, he said, take, take him out. And he shall die means I cut him off. God will not cut you off. You will walk in certainties. In the name of Jesus. Because presumption actually disgraces God. When God is walking with you, when God is walking with you and you take presumptuous steps, you are not sure, but you are taking. Because they call you a child of God. For instance, myself, I'm called a servant of God, a pastor. And I do things presumptuously. When it is not correct, what have I done? I've disgraced God. When a child of God operates in presumption, he, he reproaches God. Numbers chapter 15 verse 30. Praise the Lord. But the soul that doeth ought presumptuously, is that right? Are you there with me? Can we do this together? Can we read together? But the soul that doeth ought presumptuously, whether he be born in the land or a stranger, the same reproacheth God, and that soul shall be cut off from among his people. That is how serious it is. The soul that does things that it represents God with uncertain things. Say you are disgracing God. You are reproaching God. Praise the Lord. You are reproaching God. You are reproaching God. So, if you ask me, presumptuous people, who are they? How does God see them? Look at Moses. God was speaking to him 
He didn't listen to the remaining words. Because the Bible says Moses is very meek. Are you aware? That means if he had taken his time to listen, he wouldn't have knocked the thing. But he had presumption. So his mind was occupied with his, his ideas. So presumptuous people are self-willed. Did you hear what I said? They are what? Self-willed. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 10. What he has made his mind, you don't, you, you don't tell him out of it. But chiefly, them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government, presumptuous are they, self-willed. Self-willed. What he has in his mind, you can't talk him out of it. He's so confident. Like that, that primary school pupil. June, I go out. Say, maybe he has a friend that says, please, I don't think it's June. I, ah, June, I go out. Self-willed. Until he went and he was disgraced. Is somebody hearing me? Self-willed. When, when you are not sure, when you have 